Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Good morning. This is Rahul Reddy. Today is February 1st, 2021. Two, the time is about 11.30. Radio New NPC has been conducting conference calls from past 10 years. And if you have any questions, please raise your hand. And if you are a newcomer, please keep your camera on and let our team know that you're a newcomer um, uh, so that we can promote you if you have never asked the questions before. Ajay? Kajal? Yes. Uh, so uh, I have a question. So I am mm-hmm. currently on F1 initial OPT. My mm-hmm. OPT STEM extension will start from mm-hmm. February 15, 2022. My mm-hmm. employer f- will file the application lottery this March. So if my mm-hmm. application is selected in the lottery, what are my mm-hmm. chances of traveling to India? Like in the May months of April to May after lottery because pick up. Like can I ask my employer to wait until I, uh, I come back from India? So once you get selected in the lottery, you will have until June to file the application though. Mm-hmm. June 30th is the typical times, right? So yeah. you can, if you want to, travel mm-hmm. before that, before they file the application. Uh, so like after lottery begin and they file the application. So what if like I uh, travel after they file the application, suppose they file it in the- If, they, if, if they file it and then you travel, mm-hmm then you're considered to have abandoned the change of status application. Mm -hmm. So they will still approve the H-1B, but they will not give the I-94. That means that that H-1B is not valid. To make that H-1B valid, you can do two things. One, you have to go outside the country to get the stamping. The second thing that you do is that you can apply for a change of status. This time with the same company, you will not be subject to the lottery, but you can do that. Okay. So like okay. these are all my options. Okay. But I would recommend that you, uh, I, I would recommend that they do the, uh, they do the H1B after you travel and come back. That will be much better though. <laughs> so like my only question was like, my H1B lottery picks up in the March uh, end and mm-hmm. I travel in April. So mm-hmm. like, will there be any issue? Like, because my I-94 arrival date will be after my lottery. Picture. As as long as, as long as they file it after you come back, you mm-hmm. won't have any problem whatsoever at all. Okay. 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 That is the best way of approach because otherwise you're technically not counted toward the H-1B number unless you have the I-94 approved for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Next Thank person, you. please. My notes. Hello, I'm Manoj here. Uh, I have this question that my H-1B was selected in 2017. 
and uh, it was never stamped after that my employer it was by the employer a and uh, they didn't have any project at that time and i never got it stamped so now it is 2022 i am getting an offer from company a and also from company b but i do not know if my uh, petition which was approved in 2017 if it is still valid Since or not i was just speaking with the same that lady before technically speaking about you are not counted towards the h1b number because you never were been stamped in the passport or you never was been in the country on an i94 so they will have to go to the lottery system right now so uh, means mine also the, the whatever lottery it was picked in 2017 it is not counted now it is not counted now because it was never counted the count only happens when you get the stamping so uh, they can apply my visa uh, without uh, lottery it will be cap no. exempted no you are not cap exempt yet so it will be whole new process of getting the into lottery that's again. right that is right next person because you never got the stamping before okay next person please palani hi hi good morning rahul uh, this is palani uh, right now i am on f1 visa i went to mexico and i got uh, my f1 visa stamped and immediately uh, and also i have applied for h4 uh back in july and that was pending immediately after i got my f1 approved i came here and i sent a withdrawal letter to uscis and i have those proofs and i'm pursuing my phd right now and today i got my h4 case approved which i had yeah. withdraw so when i contacted uscis they said did you receive any withdraw notice Uh, but i haven't received any withdraw notice and okay. my so so, so are you still in the civil system uh i haven't checked it yet because i just got the check h4 it. approval on us check it check it uh, if you are okay. still in the civil system i want mm -hmm. you to travel back to mexico and come back just travel and come back travel and come back that's right and i will be on my f1 that's right but you have to be in the civil system though if not contact uh, a lawyer okay okay uh, and i have one more question uh, mm -hmm. so f1 visa um, oh it, it's like this is second f1 so i already did my masters so this is my mm -hmm. phd f1 so for second f1 there won't be any service right no you are in service everybody who is in united states on f1 visa are supposed mm -hmm. to be in service after 911 um mm -hmm. the guy who conducted the 911 was an mm -hmm. student visa though so after that they created this civil system you are supposed to be in the civil system next okay. person please okay okay anu hi rahul uh so my i140 got approved a week ago and uh, i have my h1b extension valid until 2025 so mm -hmm. my client is offering me a full time role will there be an issue if i uh, accept a full time role and change my employer within few weeks after the i140 approval is this your first i140 approval second i140 approval yeah it's my first hmm. um there are some implications if you leave within 6 months though they may withdraw it 
if they withdraw the I-140 approval, you would not be able to extend the H-1B beyond six years. You, if you're married, your spouse cannot get the H-4EAD if it's been withdrawn within six months. Okay, so if my employer is okay, uh, if I transfer... If, the, if your employer does not withdraw the... If your employer does not withdraw the I-140 within six months, even if you leave the employment, you will be fine. Okay. Okay. As long as he didn't withdraw. If he doesn't withdraw, okay. you're good. You're in good position. If he withdraws, you are not in a good position. Okay. Next person. Thanks, Rahul. Umma? Hi, Rahul. Uh, I have an I, I have H1B with employer A and I also got GCAD through my husband uh, mm-hmm. and I work part-time for employer B uh, in the month of December with the GCAD and they mm-hmm. generated a paycheck. Uh, mm-hmm. So while I'm still with my employer A, still running paychecks on my H1B, is this okay? Ma'am, page, paycheck is run to you. It's not run to H1B. It, it is okay. just on social security. When you go to the IRS, they only tell your social security number. They don't say whether you're an H-1B or a GCEAD. Yeah. Okay, so is this fine, uh, me being with the, my employer as as, Are you why? So the question is, that are you violating any immigration law for working both the companies? No, you're not. Okay. And how do I know which status am I on, whether I'm on H-1B or since You're my... an EAD. You're an EAD. I'm an EAD. Okay. And uh, should I change uh, my I-9 with my employer A to EAD? You can. That they are holding if H-1B or if I don't want to because, because my EAD expiring is expiring soon and my H-1B is valid till next year. When you extend the EAD though, you're allowed to work up to up to 180 days after the EAD expires. You know the rule is yeah, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm on that 180 days already. Okay, and you should be getting, when did you file the extension though? I filed it in last June and my EAD expired in December. So I have six months, which will, which will be expiring in June. Well, if, if just in case though, if something uh-huh. happens where your EAD uh, expires though, you can just go to Mexico and come back. Okay, come back on which visa? On H-1B, H-1B. Okay, I see. Even if you don't have a visa, you can come back. It's called automatic revalidation. Okay, so should I ask my employer A to uh, change my I-9 to uh, EAD? You can, you can do so, ma'am. If I don't ask them or because they're not ready to uh, change my I-9 because they are saying my EAD is expiring soon. Uh, so should I- You made it, I mean, you made, you, <laughs> it's up to you, ma'am. I mean, you, you, have, you give it to them. If they don't want to, that's up to them. But if the once the once the EAD expires, you still did not get an EAD extension though. Just travel to Mexico and come back, you'll be in a good position. But you can only work for one company at the time. Next person, please. Okay. Vipin. Two hmm. questions will be the limit, guys. Yeah. Good morning, uh, Rahul. Uh, thank you for that. Um, so uh, I came to India in 2020 November. I work mm-hmm. for a, a top two, uh, top twenty uh, Fortune uh, 
top 20 company. Uh, they did not file my uh, perm. Uh, I had eight months remaining while I came to India. Um, and then I uh, uh, found an, another employer who filed my I-140 and my I-140 is approved. Now my uh, company with which I'm working for last five years, they are uh, sending me back to US on L1A visa. Uh, so my question is, um, since uh, I have immigrant petition approved uh, and I will be applying for a non-immigrant visa, though it might be dual intent, will there be any problem um, uh, during stamping? And a second question, uh, if I move to US on L1A, Later on, maybe two years later, can I move to uh, uh, H-1B, which is having eight months remaining, if my uh, green card is filed in EB-1 uh, through the current employer? You said your I-140 with the different company is already approved, is it right? It is approved, yeah. How long it's been approved? Um, it's approved for three months. Okay. Assuming that they don't withdraw it in the next three months, okay? Mm-hmm you will have zero zip problems in getting the L1 visa because you have an I-140 approval. And once you come into United States though, you can move to EB1C if you want to, and you can port this state to that one, assuming that they don't withdraw in the next three months. And you can move to a different company on H1B also. Okay. Sure. Not only remaining eight months, but you get to three years because you have an I-140 approval. Sure. Thank you so much, Rahul. That I-140 is a life for you, which is very good that you did it. You should have done it when you are in United States, but that's okay. It's life for you right now. Thank you so much. Next person, please. Mohammed. Hi, Rahul. How are you? This is good, a question good. for my friend uh, mm -hmm. who came in U.S. on student visa F1, and he got he applied in the year of 2006 for H-1B lottery. He got selected, and he stayed here till. He used consume four years. So right mm -hmm. now he want to come back. He right now he's in India. He want to come back to US. <coughs> so will the, uh, is it cap exempt or he had to go to again lottery process? Did you say that he was in U US on a H1? Yes. yes. How long? For four years. Three years he got, he, never... he was on tier, one year extension he did it. He got another, he did okay. a renewal of H1B. He got three years. He, he, he can, he has two options. If he goes through the lottery, he will get a six years H-1B, okay? okay? Three plus three. If he doesn't want to go through the lottery, he gets only two years of H-1B. Yes. So he, he's a cap exempt as of now. Only for two years. Yeah, only for two years. So he can apply for that. Yes. Okay, thank you. Next person, please. Mutu. Hey, Rahul, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, so I have a question. So I have a new job offer from an employer, um, th but they're taking a few weeks to transfer the H-1 visa. So they said it's going to take about four to six weeks. So in the meantime, they are asking me to use the green card AOS EAD to start working. No, once uh, you start using it, then there's no H-1B requirement. Okay. But they are saying that you can convert back to H-1B once the H-1B transfer is complete and approved. Do you see any issues in moving um, using EAD for the short period, like four weeks or six weeks? And I also have a derivative. I, wife is uh, dependent. Well, I, I don't see a logic behind getting the H-1B approval once you start using EAD. When they are asking the status of you, what would you say your status is on the I-129? I don't know. 
Well, you have to answer that question. If you say you're an adjustment of status, they won't give you H-1B. So that means that you will tell a lie to them. The company will tell a lie that you're an H-1B with a different company. So that's not good at all. Now, the question is, why do they need a H-1B? They don't need a H-1B. You can move on a, you can move on adjustment of status CAD. But if, if you want to move to H-1B, then the only way around is that they have to file a consular processing. You'll have to go outside the country, get the H-1B stamping and come back. Next person, please. Okay. Thanks. Ushan? Uh, hey, Raul. Uh, my question is, I just got uh, my I-140 approved yesterday and I have H-1B stamping up to September 2022. 20, mm -hmm. I just filed H-4 EAD for my wife and she has mm -hmm. a or stamping as well for September 22. So I'm just I feel like due to this whole delay in processing, uh, when she will get in the queue, her actually. I agree. I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what are my options? Uh, like uh, if I. When, when, when you file for the H1B extension, though, I want mm -hmm. you to file for the H4 and DAD at the same time. Right. Uh, I was thinking, can I do H1B in premium processing and she travel to India and get her, uh, her, her H4 stamp and then she has... And, and then what? Then I was thinking like, uh, will I get like 180 day extension automatically? No. 180 days is only if she has the EAD approval and she files the EAD extension though. She doesn't have the EAD for the 180, so that's not applicable for your wife. Right, so do they do the like automatic, uh, like they consider as like, uh, I, she already have H4 extension and stamp. That's different though. First of all, to have the 180 days, she must have an EAD, she never have an EAD. There must mm -hmm. be an extension of EAD, she doesn't have it. So that 180 days is not applicable for you. Next person, please. Umar? <coughs> hey, Rahul. Uh, this is yes. Kumar from Financial Oxygen. Mm -hmm. Financial yeah. Oxygen, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. So uh, I'm planning to visit India in May. So mm -hmm. I, I, go, I filed with green card process with you, right? Uh, so can I travel? Like that is in process, right? Did you get the uh, EAD and advance no. approval? Nothing. So when you're planning to travel, you're planning to travel there to get the H-1B stamping and come back? Yes. You can travel. Absolutely, you can travel. No problem with it. But um, your advance parole will be denied. Once you come back, you have to file advance parole again. Oh, okay. 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 And we do, we do have a separate conference call for you guys. What's your email address, though? Uh, him, uh, bbkumar at financeloxen.com. Okay. We have a separate conference call. In fact, there is one conference call at 1.45 today. And okay. also, you know that every Thursday, we do have a conference call at 1.45. I'm going to send you the details of that to you, okay? Okay, Rahul. Just in case if you want to speak with me. Yeah, and one more question. Because... Okay, yeah, I will talk on that call. No problem. Go ahead. Next person, please. Thank you. Malini? Malni, I cannot hear you, ma'am. Barely, I can hear you. Uh, can you hear me now? Much better, ma'am. Now you got cut off again. I can't hear you, Malni. Ashok? Sorry about that. 
Hey, hi, hi, Rahul. Thank you. Thanks for this opportunity. So, our, uh, I'm on L1 visa, and my mm-hmm. uh, L1 visa got extended recently. So, mm-hmm. and my wife is on L2. She also got extended, but unfortunately, the law firm misplaced her uh, L2 approval notice. So, we have only the soft copy of that approval notice. So, they have applied for the duplicate, but we have not received it yet from USCIS. So, uh, actually, we are planning to go to India, and we have we are uh, eligible for drop off. So is there any problem since we don't have absolutely that? no problem? Okay, no problem okay, we... at all. Absolutely no problem. Okay, You're and fine. our okay, thank you. And one more question. So our H one is getting filed this year. So our employer advised to not to travel after March thirty first. So I think I heard the first question you answered today. So it's only a problem only if H one is picked and the petition is filed, right? We should. I mean, if if at all H one right. is picked. We should travel before the petition is filed and come back. You are absolutely right. You're okay. absolutely Thank right. you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Priyanka? Hey, Rahul. Um, so, Rahul, as per the new EAD policy, a spouse on L2 visa is automatically authorized to work and they do not need to wait for the EAD card. So entering the U.S. and L2 is uh, sufficient for employment eligibility. By when do you think would this be active? Uh, I don't know. Uh, according to the agreement settlement between our office and the USCIS, we are the law firm that represented the class action shoot. They have about until March to finalize the policy. That's approximate that I'm telling you. So I don't remember the exact yeah. So if you're saying until March, does it mean by April it will be activated? I should be. Oh, okay. Perfect. Thank you. Next person, please. Mavani? Hi, Rahul. Yes, sir. Uh, I applied for 485 in December 2020 and I got the EAD uh, six months ago. And uh, I haven't filled any I-9 or something to change my status from H1 to EAD. Uh, I got H1 renewed in August last year, and it is valid till 2024. So right now, I think I have dual, uh, but uh, the employer is still using H1. Now, if I'm changing the job uh, on EAD, and due to some reason, if 45 get denied, can I go back to H1 considering they don't withdraw it? Go back to the old company? No, not the old company, on the H1B. Yeah, if you, once you're an EAD though, if you want to go back to H-1B though, to a different company, they have to file a H-1B, you have to get the stamping approved and come back. They have to file the H-1B, okay. Yes. It's a migration, right? You are talking about H-1B migration. I don't know the word migration is applicable exactly. All I'm saying is that, let's say for example, you're moving to company B, your green card gets denied. You don't have a H-1B with company B. Either company B or company C can file a H-1B with a consular processing. You go to outside the country, you get the stamping and you come back. If you call that as a migration, I will take it as what you said, but that's yes. the sentence. Transfer or migration, thing. usually it's not the lottery. Uh, yeah. No, you will not be subject to lottery. Yeah, once, uh, one, uh, once EAD start, I can go back to the H-1. That's what my question was, yeah, okay. But that the process is what I said, what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Next person, please. Hi. Uh, hi, Rahul. My question is, um, uh, until um, uh, August 2021, I was working for employer A, and um, uh, my I-94 with that employer is still valid until end of this year. 
And uh, from August 2021, uh, I joined uh, Employer B and uh, the transfer process is still uh, pending because I've just got uh, uh, RFE. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And RFE is specialty occupation RFE. And uh, now the question is, uh, now I've got um, uh, an offer, a full-time offer from employer C. Uh, now, as my um, RFE is pending, uh, do I need to um, address that RFE before uh, I uh, go yes. ahead? Yes, uh, it transfer? would be better that you get the approval of the company B before you go to company C. The reason is that if the company, we call it as a bridge application between company A and company B, if the bridge is broken, then the company CH1B will be denied most probably. So it will be better that you answer it, get it approved before you move to company C. You can convert into premium processing if you want to. Oh, okay. So uh, company C needs to wait until... Uh, uh, that is better. Needs... That is the better thing. That is a better strategy. Otherwise, you will have to go outside the country to get this stamping. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Next person, please. Thank you. Ravi. Ravi. Hi, hi Rahul sir. This is Ravi mm -hmm. here. Uh, mm -hmm. Follow your uh, questions and answers and all meetings. I have one question. Uh, in mm -hmm. last uh, October 2020, I was downgraded from EB2 to EB3. And mm -hmm. this week, Monday, my lawyer interfiled for EB2. Mm -hmm. uh, along with 485J. But I got mm -hmm. a RFE on yesterday to submit uh, 485J firm field officer. So which one do you suggest to send? EB3 or the one which lawyer sent for interfiling one? Or I should EB2. Wait? EB2. They are, they, are telling, yeah, they are telling you to file a 485J supplement. Is that the only thing they asked? Did they also yes, ask you to submit the G325 also? No, no, only 485J. Well, submit the same AB2 one again. Same one which we sent out for interfiling. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Rahul. Thank you. Because if you submit an EB3, he's not going to consider you under EB3. So EB2 is better. So, Next person. Or shall, I, or shall I wait until Rabu? I receive the receipt notice? No. No. Just, I would not wait. Who knows how long it's going to take for you to get the receipt notice. They are okay. asking something, you just give it to them. Give That's it. it. Okay. Thank you, Rahul. Hey Raul, uh, thanks for taking my call. This is for my wife. Uh, this is for the EAD automatic extension thing. Okay, so her uh, EAD got expired in November 20, uh, 2021 on 25th. Okay, uh, there is one line that we are not able to understand. That First uh, of all, so that uh -huh. means that the I-94 of her H-4 expired in November 2021. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, keep going. So the, the 180 days extension is only valid for like if I-94 is unexpired, that line we, we are not able to understand. That is right. She is not eligible right now to work because our I-94 expired in November of 2021. If you would have come to this conference call, maybe um, before November, we would have told her to go to Mexico and come back. But right now she cannot do that. She cannot work right now. Oh, okay. Oh, if, if then we... If we now we, nothing can be done, right? Nothing can be done right now. Okay. Uh, okay, but next uh, person. Sorry. So sorry. Go ahead. Again? Yeah, just like next time if this happens, is it okay? Like if we just go travel, come back, uh, and then I ninety four will be 
you have to file H4, H4EAD extension. And before your I-94 expires, you have to travel back and come back. Okay. Right. And I, we put a 10-minute video that I'm going to put it to, to you guys in the chat group. I want you to watch that video the next time. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Azuddin? With the last caller, guys. And after that, I will take some questions uh, that are coming in the chat group. Hello, Rahul. Good morning. Um, I, have Good morning. A, I have two questions. Uh, first question is, uh, I was in the U.S. Uh, from 2000, uh, 2003 till 2010. Uh, when I left the mm -hmm. U.S. in 2010, I had used four years of my H-1B. And since then, I haven't gone back to U.S. So if, if I find an employer in U.S. right now, will they have to apply for the lottery? And if, they, if I can get that uh, two years uh, used, then should I, I mean, should they have to file before March itself? I mean, that March 1st to 18th. If they want to use the two years, though, you can, you can, uh, you, you were here for four years on H-1Bs, right? On H-1B, yes, till 2010, that yeah. was 12 years back. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can still use the two years. You don't have to go through the lottery system. So date will be like, not. it won't be that deadline. The, there's no the deadline March for you. Deadline is only there's for no March 1st. Okay. March 1st is only, March 1st to March 20th is only for the lottery, okay? The second question is, um, I work for a US company only here, and uh, it's likely that they won't be able to file a L1 for me. So there is one EB1 category where if I'm a manager in India, branch of that company, and I come on a L1, they can apply for a faster processing of green card for EB1. So if I mm -hmm. come there on my remaining two years of H1B, mm -hmm. uh, would that uh, rule still be applicable for me? That still is, still is applicable. They can still file the EB1C if you're eligible for it. Okay, it doesn't have to be L1 visa. It doesn't when have to be L1. Yes, that's right. Okay. Thank you so much. So let Thank me you. look into uh, these questions that I'm getting, um, guys, on the chat. If it's a simple question, I'll answer. Um, everybody is eligible for Dropbox right now, guys. The only requirement is that at one point of time in your life, you must have got the stamping in India. So after that, even if you have got it in Mexico, Canada, or anywhere else, you're still eligible for Dropbox only until December 31st of 2022. After that, you are not eligible. For until, until then, you're eligible. Uh, MSP, yeah, well, you're asking about the AR11. Yeah, you can do online, change it. Uh, but if somebody doesn't, have we seen any of them getting deported? No, none. You can do it online, not a big deal. Uh, Sriman, I didn't understand your question, uh, though. Did you see scenario who are getting interviews, who are exempt from the interviews? Um, one thing, uh, we have put a 485 interview thing, though. There are some reasons where you may be getting the interview. Uh, and there are, uh, I mean, sometimes there are reasons. Sometimes you're randomly picked. Um, Shankar, is it good to file the medicals along with the 485? or wait later on. It's good to file the medicals along with the 485, especially if you are filing, uh, especially if you're filing in EB1C. I have an emergency travel to India. I have EAD and AP under EB3 expiring. 
uh, I don't have a H1B. Um, do I see any problem in advanced parole? Can I still interfile after traveling? Absolutely no problem in interfiling, even though you come back on advanced parole. Raj, do I need to spend 180 days after interfiling EB3 to EB2? The new instructions say that you should spend 180 days, but we are not clear how they are going to interpret that though, because there is no way of withdrawing the 485J supplement. So yeah, as a conservative approach, I would at this point of time say that yeah, 180 days is where you need to stay. Do I need an EB3 I-140 copy to interfile to EB2? No, you all you need is only EB2 though, but only your employer can interfile. You cannot do it by yourself. Um, Pavan, you are working for a cap exempt company though. On the side, you can work for a cap subject uh, company too. And the second company, the cap subject company can be full-time also and you will not go through the lottery. Let me explain to you. Let's say, for example, you're working for University of Texas and you want to do a concurrent H-1B though. You can do the concurrent H-1B, the concurrent H-1B. That means that you'll be working with University of Texas, but you will be also working as a private job. You can do so for profit and you are not subject to lottery. And the second job can be full 40 hours also. Thank you, guys. The next conference call will be tomorrow. And don't forget that we do have 5 to 6 o'clock, 5 central time to 6 o'clock live. We take live questions from 5 to 6 today. Thank you. Sorry we couldn't attend all the people today. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.